Welcome to the Oxcala Podcast by University of Oxford South Asian Art Society. This is your host, Shishir Rao. This is episode 5, Elemental Creativity. Today we have with us Sri Raghavan Maniyanji. Raghavanji is a Carnatic musician and guru and a disciple of the great Padma Vibhushan, Dr. Balamurli Krishna. His other gurus are T. Narsimachari and his aunt P. Rajamal. Additionally, he plays over 10 different musical instruments, writes, composes, and is a high-tech pro. Welcome back, Raghavanji. So, just to start our discussion here, inspired by some of the thoughts in the previous episode, we talked about how often a composition informs the presentation of the raga preceding it. However, could we reverse this? Is there a form of Indian classical music that could be presented where one does not keep a composition in mind whilst presenting alap in the rag, but then after maybe 30-40 minutes of alap, one finds a novel angle for the raga and composes something to fit that novel angle to match the mood and the explorations of the rag in the alap. So, in a nutshell, instead of letting the composition inform the exploration of the raga, can we let the exploration of the raga inform a composition to be composed? Because we did not start this discussion with the goal of um, composition. But the moment you start, you step into the domain of composing new uh, 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 standards or just a new composition, right? This is the way to go because, you know, you need free form. You need to be... Uh, you, you, a composer is... Really, um, most of the struggle is to break away, right? The last thing a composer should, um, um, be, uh, you know, sound is stale. Uh, the, the most, yeah. the biggest worry a composer should have is, am I sounding like another composition? Yeah. Right. And anybody who doesn't worry about that is is a failed composer, or is like just giving a very very poor representation of the art of composition. So this is uh, this thought comes uh, from a very long time ago. Sargdeva, he uh, is um, a very famous author. He Sangeeta Ratnakara is his magnum opus book, 16th century or something um, guy. So you know you could say medieval author, uh, a Kashmiri uh, Sanskrit scholar, and he worked somewhere in the Deccan. He worked for one of the Deccan brothers. And he has composed, you know, he has written extensively on what is a real good creation or good composition. And he's very, very, very particular that it, it should not sound like some of the other compositions out there. Uh, and it should, the lyrics should be different. The tune should be different. Um, he says, you know, having the same tune is bad. Having the same lyric is even worse. <laughs> so he actually you know states the the bad and the worst and the worst and the absolute pits in terms of composition um, and that's his way of defining what is good he never talks about what's good yeah, yeah. i mean that, that's, what, that's what you do in math right you, you, you prove something sometimes by by showing it's not something else <laughs> so, yeah he's showing what a good composition by outlining all the ways you can mess up yeah, I think that's that's actually the right way. You know, basically he is 
he is giving a sort of he's being the bulldog and he gives that list of things that do not copy your lyrics do not copy your tunes i mean do anything but copy the the rhythm you know he just gives these rules and so um uh, and where do you go then uh, and since you're a kid you've been taught like 25 different songs in this raga yeah and um, at the end of it you're like what on earth can i do different here i'm sure it's difficult to carve out what is your facet or what is how 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 do you go about doing it rakhavanji if i may ask so i think often times you basically uh, do free form uh, practice that's how you do it i you know I do not feel constrained by existing composition or existing even talam and rhythm cycles uh and and uh, and the last thing i worry about is being constrained by the lyrical um possibilities i think ly- ly- lyrical possibilities even though i love to diss language uh they are endless because uh, the human experience is endless yes 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 and all said and done raga is only a coloration it cannot actually like go any deeper than i feel blue but what is that exactly you know what is feeling blue yeah. uh yeah. you know maybe for the at that point you got to get you know get into the sort of uh jargon of the issue here yeah jargon of depression is what you have to look up if you are feeling blue or you know you need to have those words in place but but then you know that there are words in place for so many things um yes. that's never a a lack of a theme or a lack of like for example my pablo neruda is my favorite poet and he never seems to run out of things that he can write poems for that's why i like him a lot uh, he can give you a note to a tomato a word to a trumpet mute it could be anything there is no uh, end to it so lyrical um, search is the last thing i worry about you know um, melodic search is probably the first thing how do i get this so it doesn't sound like tagaraj's song or so it doesn't sound like so and so's composition you know i do not want to be any of those then how can i come up with something else um, and then you know often times i take refuge in the fact that my guruji successfully did some of these things in yes. composing very very fresh uh, songs um, with very very unique tunes is there in in presentation pretend you are now sitting in a concert hall and you have inspiration to sing samraga let's take let's take bihar now you you have a mood to sing it would you ever just start singing bihar alap without a composition in mind but then based on the path your alap took and based on the ideas which you perhaps you know uh, independently discovered in the moment of your alap in the presentation would you ever craft a, a composition to fit that um exploration i'll give you a more concrete example just to flesh it out but it would be mm. right and then you mm. you come across a phrase maybe i don't know mm. right something like that and mm. now you now you really understand that this phrase has promise yeah. it's taking you on a journey somewhere you don't know where but it's taking you on a journey 
juxtaposition of the madhyams now in the moment would you craft a a composition or if, even if it's not a composition fit to tal would you take words from a composition you either know or poetry you know and present a uh, uh, let me let me call it a motifed alap around this phrase so yeah. if i were to do it in hindustani it would be nay chodu de baba ram naam nay chodu de baba ram naam and just create alap or composition around this or is this again is this idea not a acceptable form of expression in in the way we present music um it is actually very very in line with um how we do pallavi singing what you are just discussing um because for the longest time pallavi um was going to be prepared spontaneously on the spot no matter what your chops are you need not be uh you know you need not be an ashukavi to present a pallavi because pallavis are single lines so mm-hmm. if you are to um say just do the, please if you don't mind giving us an example exactly yeah yeah, yeah, yeah sure so uh, the idea around um so you do an alapana around the idea that you you introduce tadri <laughs> and in carnatic we can also do the bihar bihagda style of two nishadams tadri nadri nanana from a song that i mean i basically scavenged from some other composition <laughs> and i added here and there some <laughs> words so that it fits into rhythm now this is at the very heart of pallavi composition um, yeah, yeah. and what we do for pallavi composition slightly um, i guess uh, let less radical you don't necessarily have to compose an original 
original song like I did now. Uh, with Pallavi, you can always uh, say you're singing Sri Ragam. Um, and uh, you end up singing quite a big uh, Raga Alapana. <clears throat> Considering all you had to do was sing the short Alapana and sing Bhagya Da Lakshmi and finish the concert. Mm. But then suddenly you have one hour um, extra and so you are singing an Raga, becomes a Tanam. Now I don't have a Pallavi. So I would just say... Mm, श्रीवरलक्ष्मी नमस्तुभ्यं श्रीवरलक्ष्मी नमस्तुभ्यं so I'm basically like making up a Pallavi and I will just do the entire Naraval, Tankar, everything around Sri Varalakshmi Namastubhyam. That's it. That's my entire lyric. lyric. And the lyric is stolen from Mudhuswami Dikshudar song in the Raga Shri. So it serves two purposes. One, I don't have to search everywhere for a lyric and then worry about not finding one. Uh, I draw from a known Sri Ragam song, which is Sri Varalakshmi. It, it, it immensely pleases people to hear something that I already know. Of course. You know, it's a good recall value. And at the same time, the Tala is original. I never knew what Talam I was going to compose this in. I just picked the talam. It seemed to fit into like some sort of a weird 17-beat cycle. So I used a 17-beat cycle that I already knew. So the original song is Sri Varalakshmi Namastubhyam Vasuprate Sri Sarasapade Rasapade Sapade Pade Pade Sri so this is a six-beat cycle. Nothing at all but Sri Varalakshmi Namastubhyam Vasuprade Sri Varalakshmi Namastubhyam So this talam is 5, 10, 15, 4 here, 19, something like that. It's an odd, oddball talam. It just seems to fit and so I put it in. So, but then once you sing one line of that Pallavi, you are committed to that Talam. <clears throat> you can't keep changing the Talam. Right? So this is where the classical framework comes to laud you. Yes. It says, you know, I'll give you room. Do all that you do. But once you are logged and loaded, you got to do it in the, within the constraints. And the constraints are created by you. Don't blame me for it. I like this. It's a very fair give and take. You know, a reason why we exalt these art forms is because of this duality in them you know they can be benevolent and vengeful yes. right I'll strike down upon thee right if it's not all right <laughs> but but then I'm also love so yes. let's um, let's unpack something else that, that you were pointing out for the Pallavi uh, first of all the reason why I went on this path of questioning is this this form of expansion of Araga is very alien to Hindustani it, it so the raga remains paramount, and why should there be any need at all to to to, to render composition or lyric? 
because from from how you presented these two thoughts, the lyric came as an afterthought, really. Yeah. In fact, that's, you, you sang a raga, you sang, you know, you found an, an, a nook and cranny of the raga that you're particularly pleased with, and you went to town with it, you know, yeah. some figment of a piece of lyric. But yeah. Afterthought, why does it even matter? Does it matter? It no, it or doesn't matter. Throw it out. And can you sing a composition like, you know, with bolts or, you know, with, with expressions of uh, the tanam that you previously rendered? Okay. So, uh, so a bit of a um, historical perspective is useful here. In, cul- in temple culture, there are two kinds of uh, ensembles. They're called the periamelam and the chinnamelam. Melam means um, mela. It comes from the word festive. It also means the, the actual, the, the two-part... Um, we call it tavil. It accompanies Nadaswaram. That's also called Mela. So it's it's Mela versus Mela. Mela is the festival. Mela is the rhythmic instrument. So the the Periya Melam usually refers to the 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 Nadaswara ensemble, the guys ah. with the horn, the with the with the accompanying wutt, with the uh, with the truti, with the two or three percussion instruments. They are called the Periyamelam because they accompany uh, God as the procession goes along the streets. So they are the ones that announce the presence of God in the street. So they are called Periyamelam, big. right? The Chinnamelam um, refers to the percussion ensemble or just the ensemble that accompanies Natya, the dance form. Right? It is chinna not because it is lesser stature, but because it it accompanies uh, a human dancing, not the god out there in procession. That's where the peri and chinna come from. They are both equally, um, you know, highly evolved instrumental ensembles, and this is Carnatic tradition. There may be other parallels in in the northern Indian tradition, but yeah. why I'm saying this is uh, because I kind of glossed over, skipped, almost did not pay the respected deserves, the the place of the pure orchestra, shorn oh. and devoid of lyrics. Um, yeah. And so when this pure orchestra finally found voice in a concert platform, where earlier there was only a singer, now the pure orchestra people is like, okay, now what do I do now? There aren't as many dance programs as before. There aren't as many temple programs as before. The predominant also, economic vehicle of music seems to be these performances where public pay, pay to come and watch or a Maharaja pays to come and watch. So, how do I reinvent myself? So, the, the Nadaswaram ensemble took to stage to a central place of performance. Maybe in the temple, maybe on a literal stage, but they became suddenly like a sinosher for public view of the mm-hmm. art. And what did they do? They did not change the way they, they presented. Their alapanas will last for one hour. Interesting. Uh, only alapana, nothing else. Interesting. Yeah. So they'll play an alapana, they'll play two alapanas side by side, no song in between. Wow. And the percussionist will just play for the alapana. The alapana will have no laya. And then the alapana will break and then the tawil guy will go on and slam it. And this is like, like drum solos and jazz, or, you know. Yeah, like, you know. exactly. The drum solo and jazz is a very good way to think about it because he does not uh, feel any need or compulsion to stick to the talam. 
Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It is just rolls after rolls. Now, that's a slight difference. When the percussionist is on a solo, usually the jalra guy or the the ma, 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 uh, what is called manjira guy yeah. is accompanying on a set tal. And this is a conversation ah. they have on the side. The manjira guy going ta tam 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 ta tam tam. It's a rupak. So the ta tawil guy goes goes and does all the rupak patterns. At that time, the nalsan guy is having a break. Yeah. I just played a one-hour alapana or like a thirty-minute spell. I'm just chilling, and the talam yeah. goes. And the talam is done. The Nayadasaram again starts. He was playing Todi then. Now he's playing Bhairavi. Now he's playing Kalyani. Now he's playing. So we have alapana after alapana after alapana coming out of the Nayadasaram. It's bliss. Yes. There is no song anywhere. This is awesome. The beauty of the alapana is pure, you know, melody. The beauty of the tavil vadiyam, the rhythm is pure uh, rhythm. That is just pristine, you know. I love this. I'll soak up in it, and then I love this. I'll soak up in it. I'll get half hour of this, five minutes of that, thirty minutes of this, ten minutes. I really like this concept. You know, in um, cooking shows like Master Chef or something, they they have these uh, presentations called deconstructed something, like a deconstructed apple pie, where they present the elements of uh, the dish in isolation. Uh, and I feel like this is a deconstructed Indian classical music of sorts. They present the alap. They present the tal in separation and isolation, and we're just supposed to soak them up individually. So with that, uh, I must ask, is there something from this Alapna concert, Raghavanji, that we can bring into vocal music? I know this is made for the instrumental scheme of things, but can it be translated efficiently? And hopefully, whilst preserving the same aesthetics presented in the Nadaswara concert to the vocal realm? And I understand this is subjective, of course. It's a, it's a question of what are we looking for in the music, and how much can we put up with? On one hand, on the other hand, what is your quality? I mean, are you so? Shama Sastri is supposed to have done this mega alapanas, a mega kalavis. Like he's one of the trinities of Carnatic modern Carnatic music, one of the great composers. I probably will put up with one hour of his alapana, but will I put up with one hour of Raghavan Mani and Salapana? I am not sure. You know, honestly, I am not sure. Why should I? I just, you know, give me a good reason why I should, and that is the problem I have. You know, it's it's it's, it's, it's I know you can say, oh, but if only you know you had a little more patience, then there could be a few more Shama Sastris, and you are just killing them all. You yeah, know, that's precisely the point I was about to get to. Yeah. So. Yeah, but the thing is that if you look at Shama Sastri and his time period, there may have been other problems. You know, so I mean, without totally exonerating, and and I want to on the record, it's a bloody shame that we cannot listen to one hour alapanas. I still yeah. feel if I should listen to an one hour alapana, let it be from another swaram. Let it be from a veena. Let it be from a source that is both. um abstract of not only the lyric but also the vocalisms i mean i'm really as a vocalist i'm saying i want an instrumental alapana why would i say that because no, i think i would i think it's because i cannot take an hour of anything other than the very very best voice you know the absolute pristine presentation with the best ideas and you know the best technique it's Easier, I would say, more conceivable to come up with this with an instrument. 
because the instrument is there when you press that damn key it's going to give you a c sharp it's not going to give me 30 cents off you know, that's yeah. why it is an instrument right when you cannot do it with your voice day in and out or every phrase of the time i get just impatient okay honestly <laughs> and then when you finally present something that is well understood kosher you have practiced it day in and out and you present it in a nice bite-sized chunk even the failures are acceptable to me imagine my having to put up with one hour of that stuff man and how much of failure can a man take that's I, a, that's it and i think that's interesting because um in hindustani for example we have frequently uh uh musicians instrumentalists who try to present in the gaiki style which is funny right so, <laughs> actually you know the converse is true in a lot of carnatic music where you want to present your voice style as if it were a veena as if it were an adaswaram wow why yeah so shemangudi is famous for modeling his style of singing after nadaswaram and there are entire padandras or patadis of musicians who sing the veena style could you could you elaborate on perhaps the intuition as to why this might happen ah um so why would a carnatic vocalist try and go down the nadaswaram path for yeah, exactly yeah okay so uh, you could just you know you could say in one word chops the nadaswaram is is capable of producing incredibly difficult difficult music incredibly fast music incredibly loved and and incredibly varied varied in its uh, yes. um in its presentation and carnatic music being this gamak laden music with the kampitams and the odkais and the jarus and the and the jantais um there are certain phrases in um that that are almost impossible to sing that just flowed of an adaswaram that cover these sort of gamakam aspect okay um uh, it could have been because the tradition of nadaswaram players um that emerged at the turn of 20th century was a very strong tradition very uh, very gifted set of players that yeah. you know like all the way from the 20s through the 50s those 30 40 very influential years i think we are still uh, you know in the shadow of that generation the that lasted till like 1960 some i think all of indian music it could be variety of factors it could be the advent of the gramophone it could be the uh, end of the british era it could be many things i don't know there are people who study these things but i feel you know the prime influencer of style and um, uh, you know style as well as aesthetic in fact of that time was nadaswaram and mm. this, next was veena uh so there was a beautiful crop of these players who were held at the highest esteem um uh, that every vocalist wanted to imitate that instrument every vocalist who heard like there is a there was a man called t ra t and rajaratnam pillai a great nadaswaram vidwan uh there is not a single uh, vocalist in the 40s uh, 50s who have play, who have not been influenced by him who who have said i i always wanted to sing like he plays todi right um and uh, i mean to 
sometimes it is hearing is believing there are records of his and you see why uh, he's held that that sort of high repose in carnatic music um okay but you know that having said even in our traditional you know uh, custom of temple music no uh the 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 elevated place of nadaswaram and veena in temple music yes may have something to do with this romance the reverse romance in carnatic no. music uh, right um now the those two instruments right the veena and the nadaswaram um they have had both plus and minus impacts nadaswaram especially because it it is a rush when you hear a nadaswaram uh concert yes. they and they are less bound by rules because they are basically alapana musicians yeah. the their rules are very loose they they can burst into fast uh, and then they can go into really slow they explore uh, sometimes listening to a, a long nadaswaram alapana is like walking into somebody's soul mm-hmm. and just you know being guided through the doors like of the soul like that description uh yeah like that description very much yes yes yeah yeah, yeah. no i i mean i i think this is true of a lot of meditative music you know when yeah. the musician just opens uh, his heart the playing is like that because it is less bound by yes. anything and everything and the only the best of vocalists get to that point that's mad interesting raghunji because as you know sitaris and flute players and and other instrumentalists play at incredibly fast speeds in jala and tankari you know 300 400 beats per minute if not faster however vocalists know that they have natural limitations and they cannot be singing at those speeds of course there is exceptions such as ustad nazakat or salamat ali khan sahib they sing at incredibly fast speeds but for the most part there is a clear line of divergence between instrumental music and and vocal music simply based on the potential and capabilities of the medium of expression through instrument or through the voice I think yeah I think Hindustani has done a better job at drawing these boundaries. This is instrumental music, this is vocal music. This is a male vocal music, this is female vocal music. You know, this boxes and containments of styles and gharanas. I think Hindustani music has done a fantastic job. Carnatic music um you know this is nindastuti of Carnatic music like I'm I'm dissing it because I'm praising it. its its strength is also because it it is its inability to contain a musical form within an instrument within a community even within anything you know carnatic music is very out in the open you know uh, it's it's in a way it's a little annoying sometimes because anybody and everybody can perform uh, at at any level at any stage and uh, the filters seem to be more like a flavor of the month sort of thing um uh whereas in hindustani music it is awfully hard to uh, reach a level of uh, acceptance you know so in a way carnatic uh, establishment everything every everything about it sounds like silicon valley sometimes to me you know if you have an idea you can run with it come on come on let's do it and if it if you can take it to the um, you know the investor which is the vested public yes then you are a success nobody questions that it could be anything it doesn't matter and if you are young and brash you still have a chance at it this is carnatic music yeah 
okay <laughs> and so it's it's so what has carnatic music done with that sort of uh, uh, i mean i'm not uh, i'm not um, belittling anybody's achievements you know it it still takes a lot of effort same amount of effort to stay there stay at the top stay at yeah of course uh, producing music at that level but it is just that it's a little easier to do breakthroughs um and um it's also because it is a very um porous system i feel you can easily uh, uh, you are accepted to do multiple things there are people who sing a lot of hindustani style carnatic music a mm. play um hindustani influenced carnatic music and that's okay we like it thank you for this fascinating discussion on creativity in indian classical music raghavanji we discussed concepts of creativity in composition but more importantly we discussed how to lead up to the composition with alap in these past two episodes as well as present alap as the mainstay form of expression in the raga thank you very much this is ox kala podcast